Okay. So, thank you. Um, this past week, Kathy and I were able to, to get away. Um, her, her brother uh, got his sea captain's license, and he's a big sailor. He's sailed all over the world. And um, so he chartered a boat and needed a passenger manifest, and we volunteered. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> roger that. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we had an incredible time. We were in the British Virgin Islands. I didn't even know where those were, but, like, go, like, Cuba, uh, Hispaniola, Puerto Rico, and then the U.S. Virgin Islands, and then the British Virgin Islands. Okay, so you learned a little bit about Cuba in your history class. Well, that's perfect for today because we have a Cuban coming up here in just a minute. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we had an incredible trip. Just, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know. Like, I, I, was, I was on a ferry from St. Thomas to, I don't know, I don't care. Like, the, the captain of the boat kept asking, well, where do you want to go tomorrow? I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just wreck it into an island and let's stay there. <laughs> um, and uh, so uh, just an incredible, but I was cross, I was on this ferry and crossed from U.S. waters into British Virgin Island waters, and my cell phone popped up and said, you know, for $10 a day, you can have all the active cell phone service you're used to, and I just went off, <laughs> put it in my suitcase, and I think I got it out about a week later. Anyway, um, great little getaway. Thank you for letting us do that. Um, so we have a lot going on this week. Uh, if you don't know this already, I'm Pastor Tom. I want to welcome you to Hope Church if you're here in person or watching us on Zoom. And uh, let's see, some things you need to know about the upcoming Thursday night Seder dinner. Um, and Bill and Jimmy are going to be passing out palm leaves, palm branches to everyone, so make sure you get one, and uh, th that'll all make sense in a minute. But um, you need to bring, if you're coming to the Passover Seder, and we have filled up at 80 people, or 81, or something like that, so we'll have uh, plenty of, of folks there. This should be a wonderful evening. Um, but in the tradition of the Passover Seder, you drink a cup of wine four times. It can't, you can bring grape juice or you can bring wine. Uh, no tequila, Dan. <laughs> um, but uh, you are going to provide your own fruit of the vine. Whether it's fermented or not is entirely up to you. Um, and actually, Tom, can yes. I say we have grape juice. We will have we grape ha we juice. We are putting grape juice into grape wine juice. glasses. If you want grape juice, we are serving grape juice and water. But bring your own wine of your discerning taste. Yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> nice. I want to see it. Um, so go back to your sign-up genius if you signed up. We're going to need your help to pull this off. But just don't forget... Everybody has a part to play. Um, if you want to stay after today, we're going to have some uh, 
some fresh matzah for you to, to taste, and we're going to set up the family room for the Seder dinner, get the tables all laid out. Um, so please stick around after church today and help. Um, and when you get here Thursday night, we hope that you will mix it up a little bit, that you'll sit with people you don't know. There'll be three long tables uh, right next to each other, but try to seek out someone that you don't know very well. Um, or if you're sick of your spouse, Janice, you can just send him to another table altogether. Um, or, or the children's ministry classroom, we can put him in exile in there. <laughs> little, little bitty Danny chairs. Day. What? It's pick on Danny Day. I love Danny. All right. Okay. Oh, so one more. One more. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we actually, yeah, we are full. We actually are starting a wait list. So please, 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 if you find out that you cannot attend, um, please call me because um, somebody would love your chair. So we need exactly hmm. what you signed up for, or if that changes, call me right away um, so that we can avail it to everyone. Excellent. Also, uh, please bring some Easter eggs. If you haven't brought them already, bring some Easter eggs for next Sunday. We're going to have an Easter egg hunt after the service. Uh, that morning is not too late to bring a bunch of stuffed Easter eggs. Make sure they're ready to go. Um, what else? We are going to have a sunrise service. That's a week from today at sunrise. Your pastor will actually be up and will be here by sunrise. So that's, you know, something unusual. To look forward to but we're going to do that probably weather permitting on the other side of the property so we can watch the sun come up over uh, this side of the property um, we have a women's uh, group a discipleship relationships christ-centered relationships group starting tomorrow night at six here at the building uh, if you have any questions or need child care or can provide child care let pebby know and we will help let you help out w or participate, whatever you want to do. Uh, but the idea here is just some smaller groups of women that can meet together on a regular basis and sort of walk through life together. That's the idea in a, in a biblical, uh, Christ-centered way. Um, our next men's night is in a couple of weeks. That'll be April the 14th. Um, we'll have food and fellowship, and if the weather's cool. We'll have fire. Uh, what else? We have a congregational meeting coming up on April the 16th. That's Sunday after church. We will elect, uh, have an election for new officers as well as a financial update and some other things for you at that meeting. Um, elder care lunch coming up on April the 30th. That will be after church as well. Mark your calendar for that. I think that's everything. What am I forgetting, Esther? Yes, you can have as many as you want. There's plenty of palms. Um, all right. Why don't we have all of the important people come up to the front at this time? If you are in fifth grade or younger, we invite you up for our children's chat at this time. Who gave out noisemakers? Whose idea was this? <laughs> they were at the tables? Okay. So, do you know why we have a bunch of palm branches up here? Anyone? So we can have an extra. <laughs> so you can have an extra. 
All right, here we go. We're just we're taking these rubber bands off. We're gonna go crazy. <laughs> wow. You need here. There's more. There's more. You need more. Here you go. All right. Anybody else? Now you're teaching the kids bad things. Like what? Throwing palms here. I don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. In, mm, it's nice and cool. Did this one actually? Catch Allison. So, a long, long time ago, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, and he was walking into the city, and it says this. When Jesus and his disciples drew near to Jerusalem, Jesus sent two of his disciples to go get a baby donkey. Now, if you were a king or a queen and you were going to ride into town, what kind of animal would you ride in on? What? A horse? A big horse? What color would it be? White, heck yes. All right, so, oh, we have new, we have new bodies, <laughs> new bodies, new palms. <laughs> oh, that didn't Wow. <laughs> you don't learn very easily, do you? <laughs> That's good enough to sign that him to the Texans. <laughs> so Jesus, instead of coming, uh, you know what I would ride in on? An elephant. I would have to ride in on an elephant. Because they're awesome. Jesus did not ride on an elephant. He rode on a baby donkey. You know what happens if you get on the back of a baby donkey? Your feet are still touching the ground. Yes, he looked silly. But he did this to fulfill something in the Bible that said, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, a colt. The foal of a donkey. His disciples uh, brought him the donkey, and they put on the donkey, they put their cloaks, their coats, and most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road. Others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road, and the crowds that went before them followed him, shouting, Hosanna to the Son of God. So what does it mean? What does Hosanna mean? Anybody know? It means save us. So there's this guy riding on a donkey. All the people are throwing branches on the ground in front of him, waving branches in the air, and they're shouting, save us. Why, why did Jesus come into Jerusalem that day? To save us. He came to save us. And the people recognize that. And that's what we're going to celebrate now. It's the Sunday of the year where we celebrate Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, where the people took branches, waved them around, and shouted, Hosanna. Are you ready? You're going to do this. You ready? Where are you going, Allie? You got to lead this. <laughs> Truth. You just thought you were going to the bathroom. Nice. <laughs> All right, are you ready? All right, stand up. 
and we're going to wave our palms in the air, and we're going to sing a song, and we're going to sing the words Hosanna, which mean save us, because we want Jesus to save us. Does that sound good? You got enough palm branches? Need more? Need more? Well, don't take all of mine. <laughs> I got to have some to throw at people. <laughs> all right, you ready? You ready? these children as they go to Hope for Kids. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Lead them into a deeper understanding of how much you love them as they study your word together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all have fun. I forgot to mention during my announcements about the Seder that it's, it's fixed to get a little Jewish up in here. I'm ready. I've got an extra one, Alfredo. Uh, as we are preparing for the ministry of the word this morning, I want to invite forward a friend of mine, um, Pastor. Ben acá, por favor. Oops. Bienvenidos. Okay. Quieres que te, te limpio el púlpito? So, I'm going to try to um, introduce Pastor Alfredo uh, properly. Um, 
Man, many of you know uh, two of our pastors in Cuba who are frequent visitors at Hope Church. One of those is a man named Pachi Quesada. And Pachi is uh, the senior pastor at a church in Old Havana, in downtown Havana. And he is also currently, I think, still the president yep. of the New Pines denomination. Yep. And Pachi finished a, a seminary degree in Colombia and returned to the seminary campus in Cuba and began teaching there and becoming an administrator there. Yep. Pachi's father was, after the Cuban Revolution in 1959, Pachi's father was put into a concentration camp that was the brainchild of Che Guevara. And he spent four years in prison for being a pastor. That was his only crime. Mm. And <clears throat> during that time, the government had turned the seminary campus into a garbage dump for a nearby town. And so when Pachi's dad brought his family back to the seminary campus, it was literally covered in trash. Mm. And it was a very intentional move by the government. They had to um, bring out some deeds and documents to prove that the seminary belonged to their denomination. And the government allowed them to reclaim <coughs> a few acres. And Patchy, as a probably a six-year-old, yep. um, <coughs> began with his family and some other people who were there, began the process of cleaning up the seminary campus. And Patchy's father, his mission at that point, was to restart the seminary. Re so Patchy's dad refounded the seminary. Patchy went off to s a different seminary in Cuba, got a PhD, mm. I guess, yeah. um, and then came back. And at the same time that Pastor Alfredo and Pastor Miguel, who most of you know, when they started at seminary together, yeah. Patchy was what? A, a professor? He's an um, academic dean. I he was the academic academy. dean. Yeah. Um, and so there was, this, there was this legacy within this denomination. The denomination and the seminary are called the New Pines. Mm -hmm. And Patchy's father refounded it, but the original founders back in the 1920s, one was a Canadian missionary who was Baptist, and the other was a Cuban-ordained uh, Presbyterian minister. And they collaborated and founded a Bible mm -hmm. college that later mm -hmm. became a, a pastor training center um, what am I missing? What did I forget? No, nothing. It's okay. okay. All right. You know very well the <laughs> history, yeah. Well, <laughs> my first trip to Cuba somewhere uh, in the early 2000s, 2002, something like that, um, uh, maybe 2003. I, I don't actually remember the year, but yeah. um, I met I met Patchy, uh, I guess a, a year later, 2004. Yeah. And it was just Kathy and I on a trip to kind of figure out what God was trying to, mm -hmm. to involve us in in Cuba. And I met Patchy, and um, Patchy introduced me first to Pastor Miguel. And then he said to Kathy and I, um, have you ever been to Trinidad? And I'm like, <laughs> I've never been. It's, it's a city in Cuba. It's the second oldest city in the New World founded by the Spanish, and we were like, we've never been to your island before. We've only been where you took us, so no, we've not been to Trinidad. He's like, you must see it. Yep. So we drove to Trinidad, and, and Pastor Alfredo moved to San Antonio about a month or so ago. One month, five, maybe. Yeah, five or six weeks ago, and Patchy put us back in touch with each other, 
and I had him over at the house, and Kathy goes and gets an album of pictures from our first trip to Cuba, and there's one of Alfredo and his beautiful <laughs> wife, and myself and my beautiful wife standing in the streets of Trinidad together. Uh, he was the pastor of the New Pines Church in Trinidad, Cuba, so we met 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, that 20 years has been kinder to you than it has yeah. to me. Yeah. But that's not important <laughs> right now. Um, and uh, so Pastor Alfredo has recently moved, immigrated to the United States along with his wife and his daughter. And uh, they're here in San Antonio. And I realized with, air f <coughs> with airline flights being canceled like they have been in the past, you know, since COVID, it might be smart since my plane landed at about 1245 this morning. Uh, to have Pastor Alfredo mm. preach at Hope Church today, mm. uh, and I asked him if he was willing to stay in the series that we're doing. Which so his sermon is going to be focused on the Passover, and it's where it comes from in Scripture and what it means for us as Christians. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And so, is what else do I need in this introduction? He, you planted a church in Old Guin. Yeah, for 15 years I've been first. First of all, I. Uh, we are so glad to be here with us. My English is not so good. It's a little bit rosy. You know, uh, Tom is my, my translator, I <laughs> suppose this. <laughs> no, no, you just uh, say, you preach, I'll tell them what they need yeah, to hear. Yeah, yeah. It's not okay. really translation. Uh, yeah. uh, I worked in Cuba, um, pastor 27 years, and the last, uh, we're, <coughs> we're married my wife and me, um, 34 years married. All right. And 27 in the ministry. Um, in the last 15 years, we, we led the, the movement of the church planting in, in the west side of the country. Mm -hmm. I was a director of the seminary for 10 years, too. Okay. And so you went to seminary with Pastor Miguel? Yep. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this was a big mess, yeah. <laughs> Miguelito. Um, oh, man. Miguelito. <laughs> so we, we've, uh, you know, we met 20 years ago. We have, we have mutual friends, obviously. And I'll tell you one other thing about the context from which Alfredo is coming. And, and <coughs> it's simply this, that the, their denomination, the New Pines Evangelical Church in Cuba, has sort of two sides. It has a, a side that comes out of a very legalistic past. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is true in, in most Latin American contexts mm -hmm. where the, the churches were planted by American missionaries back 100 years or so ago, um, or even more recently than that. But there, there, for whatever reason, there, there comes with that heritage a very legalistic view of the world. And then when Patchy's father refounded the seminary after four years in prison, uh, he had a very different perspective on Christianity. And you could, you could simply describe it as a grace focus. And so when I got to Cuba and I met Patchy, uh, we were we're what's that famous street that goes down from the capital, the divided street? Um. Paseo del Prado. Patchy and I are walking down this. We've never met before. We're walking down the street. My wife said we were like two dogs that had just met each other. <laughs> we were sniffing out each other's theology. Uh, and uh, 
Um, and, and I learned on that trip that this, this, this Cuban pastor was actually uh, a deeply grace-driven man. And I thought to myself, thank you, Lord. This is, this is a great partnership that's beginning here. And so, it's, and so then um, the, the joke that, that uh, is often, well, I don't know if it's a joke. It's actually got some truth to it. But the two sides of that denomination, they say, you can tell which, pastor, which side a pastor is on by whether he preaches in long sleeves or short sleeves. And, and so I, I very intentionally, I knew that Alfredo would, would, would wear long sleeves because he's res- trying to be respectful of our context. Uh, but I thought I would wear short sleeves and just stage him up a little bit, you know. But um, it's okay. You rolled up your sleeves, and now he's, now he's showing his, his tattoo credibility, so he's got me. All right. You're, so he's clearly a, a grace man. Permítame orar y empezamos. Let's pray. God, our Father, we open our hearts to you as we open your word, and we pray that you would speak to us this morning, that you would be at work through the ministry of your word to grow us more and more into the men and women of God that that you created us to be. And Lord, we ask that um, you would help us to lay at the foot of your cross the burdens of our hearts that we might be more free to encounter you here through your word today. We give you the relationships in our lives that are strained. We pray for peace and reconciliation where it is needed. We lift up those whom we know and love who are, who are sick and, and recovering from medical procedures or facing uncertain diagnoses. And I, I'm, I lift up a, a friend of mine's uh, nephew, Jordan, who was in a car accident this past weekend, and I just pray your healing mercies over that young man um, as he is undergoing surgeries at University Hospital and, and all the, the recovery and trauma that, that, that is ahead of him. We just pray your presence, your blessing upon him. We lift up others that we know who are in need of your healing, and we thank you for the freedoms we enjoy as Americans, and we pray for our government for our leaders at every level, elected and appointed, that you would give them wisdom and discernment in the decisions that are before them. We lift up our men and women in uniform who serve to protect and defend our freedoms as Americans, and we pray you would watch over and protect them. We lift up especially those who are in harm's way. We pray that you would bring them home safely. And Lord, we uh, lift up those who've returned home from their service to our country changed We pray your healing over them, mind, body, and soul. We ask that you would use us, your people, to begin that process in many of their hearts and lives. And Lord, we um, lift up those works of your spirit that we are connected to through our denomination and through our missions giving. We pray especially this morning for your work in Cuba. We pray for um, the movement of your spirit, the growth of your church, the spread of your gospel in that context, and we pray that you would be at work there as you have been so vividly over these past several decades, and we just pray your blessing over your church there and all that you're doing there, and uh, we just pray you would be with us now 
As we open your word, open our hearts, speak to us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm very grateful to be here today with you. Y agradezco a mi amigo Tom la invitación para compartir la palabra. And you should give more money to support your pastor. He's an incredible. <laughs> I know how he say, okay? I can understand very well more I can speak. Uh, I received a big impact when I see the sentence where you see Hopchurch, a real place for real people. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I received a big impact with read this. This is, this is amazing. Hmm. You know, tú te puedes sentir uh, con esa sola expresión. You can, you can feel the essence of this place through that simple expression, a real place for real people. Que estás en el lugar correcto. That we are in the right place. Con las personas correctas. With the right people. Donde tú puedes ser tú mismo. Where you can be yourself. Un pecador. A sinner. Salvado y amado por la gracia de Dios. Saved and called by the grace of God. Eh, tengo entendido que han estado hablando sobre las eh, fiestas de Israel. Uh, we're in the midst of a series on the festivals of Israel. Y hoy quisiéramos hablar de la Pascua. And this week we want to talk about the Passover. Tal vez esta es una de las celebraciones más importantes en la Biblia. This may be one of the most important celebrations in the Bible. Tanto para los judíos just for the como para Jews nosotros los cristianos. As well as for, for us. La Pascua en el Éxodo marcaba la liberación y el inicio de una nueva nación. The Passover marks the point in the the liberation of a people and the creation of a new nation. Ahora la nueva Pascua que es en Cristo. And now the, the new Passover that is in Christ es el acto central de adoración del pueblo de Dios. El ¿qué? acto central, the oh, main the, the celebration. Central, the central act of our, our Christian faith. Y esta historia nos da una imagen poderosa This history gives us uh, an image of God's power. De la liberación que Dios obró. Of the liberation that he worked for his people. Y es un serio llamado a nuestra fe. And the, the sincerity of our, our calling by faith. En mi opinión, lo más importante. In my opinion, the most important. Esta es una historia que nos invita a contemplar al Cordero y adorarlo como es revelado en la Biblia. It, this is a story that allows us to see the Lamb of God and to praise the Lamb of God as he is brought forth in Scripture. Y esto es precisamente lo que queremos lograr en esta mañana. Hey, 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 despacito, guajiro. Y esto es lo que queremos hacer esta mañana. And that's what we want to do this morning. <laughs> It's okay. 
porque hay, hay muchos cristianos impresionados por el amor con que Dios los ha amado. Your mic turned off. It's okay. Maybe yeah. low battery, Zach. Yeah. Bring me some new ones, please. Uh, muchos de nosotros, los cristianos, estamos muy impresionados por el amor de Dios para nuestras vidas. So impressed to the how God loved us. Yeah, I, you, you know, why don't you translate? Let's that. <laughs> okay, estamos muy impresionados por la forma en que Dios nos ama. We are we are often uh, struck by the degree to which God loves us. Y eso es una cosa que es verdad. And this this is all all very true. Pero eh, creo que la Iglesia de Cristo necesita recuperar una visión de But the, the church needs to recover uh, a vision of our God, our Savior, of Jesus Christ as our Lord. I need new batteries, Zach. Oh, there we go. I got it. Okay. Okay. Vamos a leer la, la palabra de Dios. We're going to look at God's word. En Éxodo. Exodus chapter 12. Versículo 12. Verse, beginning in verse 12. 12 y 13. And, and also looking at verse 13. We can read this. Léalo en español, ¿En español? y yo, okay, yo okay. lo hago en inglés. Perfecto. Éxodo 12, versículos 12 y 13. Leyendo dice así, Esa noche pasaré por la tierra de Egipto y heriré de muerte a todo primer hijo varón y a la primera cría macho de los animales en la tierra de Egipto. Ejecutaré juicio contra todos los dioses de Egipto porque yo soy el Señor. Pero la sangre sobre los marcos de las puertas servirá de señal para indicar las casas donde ustedes estén. Cuando yo vea la sangre, pasaré de largo. Esa plaga de muerte no los tocará a ustedes cuando yo hiera la tierra de Egipto. So, just to give you a little bit of context before I read Exodus 12, 12 and 13, God has just told Moses to tell every Israelite family to slay a lamb and keep the blood and take a branch, dip it in the blood and paint the door frame of their house above and on the sides with the blood of the lamb. And then God goes to explain and says in Exodus 12, 12, For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And on all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike 
the land of Egypt. Amen. Amen. Ahora, la pregunta es, the question is, habían pasado ya nueve plagas. They've just uh, finished nine plagues. Y Faraón aún no dejaba al pueblo libre. ¿Cómo? Faraón no, no dejaba ir a, ah, a Israel. The, and, and none of those nine plagues convinced Pharaoh to let God's people go. En las primeras nueve plagas, in the first nine plagues, eh, Moisés y Aarón tenían que hacer algo, siempre. Mo Moses and the people had to do something. Sí, la vara de, de Aarón se convirtió en una mm -hmm. serpiente y ellos tenían que tocar el, el río. He had, to, he had to touch the river or throw down his staff or do something. Ahora, en esta décima plaga, in the tenth plague, ellos no tuvieron que hacer absolutamente nada. The people had to do absolutely nothing to bring about the plague. Dios dijo, God esto told them, es algo que yo voy a hacer. God told them, this is something I am going to work, I am going to do. Ustedes solo tienen que creer lo que yo voy a hacer. Ustedes solo tienen que creer lo que yo voy a hacer. Oh, God says you only have to believe what I'm going to do. Y creerlo. And, Ahora, and believe it. leyendo, uh, estudiando en estos días, in reflecting on this passage, these past days, cómo la liberación del pueblo and how the, the liberation of a people como el acto más poderoso de redención en la historia de Israel how the, the most powerful act in the redemption of Israel se iba a hacer con un inofensivo cordero de cordero sí un cordero de lamb yeah is is brought made possible by the blood of a lamb él hubiera Dios tenía poder para liberarlo. God had the power to just liberate them. Una forma más sencilla. In whatever way he wanted. ¿Por qué entonces el cordero? Why then a lamb? Y aquí hay un punto muy importante que nos va a estar guiando todo este tiempo acá. And this is a, a very important point that will start with Dios no solo escuchen esto Dios no solo quería liberar a Israel de la esclavitud God didn't just want to liberate the Jewish people from slavery sino que también les quería invitar a una relación personal con él He rather wanted to invite them out of slavery and into a personal relationship with him La cena en familia The, the meal is in, a, in the context of a family. Alrededor de una mesa. Around a table. Todas las partes bien, que no sobrara nada, bien cocinadas. Las instrucciones, todos los detalles. With, with a lot of details in his instructions as to what this meal will contain. Cada casa con every, la marca de la sangre. Every house with the mark of the blood. Todos, era una cosa increíble, todos los detalles de la ceremonia. Just an incredible... Uh, amount of details in the instructions. Es decir, no solamente era un acto de liberación. Wasn't just an act of liberation. Sino también era una invitación a la comunión con Dios. But rather an invitation to communion with God. Y en toda la Biblia, en todas las historias bíblicas aparecen en muchos lugares corderos. You see, you see lambs throughout the Bible. 
Porque, ¿Por qué un cordero? ¿Por qué? Why a lamb? Ahora, la historia del trasfondo de la Pascua, como estábamos diciendo, está en el contexto de las diez plagas de Egipto. We have to keep in mind that this, this act occurs in the context of the ten plagues against the gods of Egypt. Y como dije, Israel no solamente iba a ser liberado de la esclavitud de Egipto. And so Israel is not just going to be liberated from slavery in Egypt. Sino que también iba a ser liberado de sus propios pecados por la sangre del Cordero. But also liberated from their own sins by the blood of the Lamb. Según las instrucciones que leemos allí en Éxodo, el Cordero tenía que ser sacrificado. Uh, according to the instructions we see in Exodus, the Lamb had to be sacrificed. Y hay una... La, las celebraciones tienen todo un simbolismo, la ceremonia eh, tiene toda una implicación de lo que iba a pasar. The, the symbolism and the implications of this ceremony are, are vast. Ahora, junto con las festividades de la Pascua, se celebraba también la fiesta de los panes sin levadura. So, attached to this, this Passover event and this meal, is also the feast of unleavened bread. Y esta festividad se prolongaba por siete días. And this feast lasts for seven days. Tenía una fuerte connotación de conmemoración, de, de memorial, de recordar. Its, its intent is to memorialize and remember. Ahora, la palabra Pascua para poder un poquito en contexto entender qué estaba Dios haciendo. The word Passover viene de un vocablo que significa pasar por alto. It comes from the idea of passing over. Pasar por encima. Passing on top of. Y en el acto de liberación de Dios, del juicio de Dios sobre Egipto, in the act of God's liberation of his people from Egypt, Dios pasó por encima en su misericordia y en su justicia los hogares del pueblo de Israel. He passed over in, in his mercy and in his justice, he passed over the houses of the people of Israel. Ahora, el término, como decía, expiación procede de una raíz que significa cubrir, pasar por alto. So we have this concept that we're talking about something that passes over. Entonces, la expiación presenta el pecado como algo que contamina al ser humano. Esta, contamina. Well, la expiación. That's expiación es... Expiación de Passover. Levadura? No, no, no. I'm sorry. No. Uh, What does expiación mean? Someone? Anyone? Espiación. Okay, let me ask in Google. <laughs> We're going to ask Google. <laughs> yeah, me neither. You should get a better pastor, seriously. Okay. Atonement. Aha. Okay. Thanks, Google. That, that atonement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> La expiación presenta el pecado como algo que contamina al hombre. Uh, atonement, this picture presents the, uh, the image that sin is something that contaminates. Y que interrumpe su relación con Dios. Inter what? Interrumpe. That, that it, it breaks our relationship with God. 
Entonces, expiación Atonement implica no solamente un significado negativo. Atonement does not just imply a negative sentiment como castigo like punishment sino también un sentido positivo but also a positive uh, understanding a positive intent somos perdonados we're forgiven somos purificados we're purified somos reconciliados con Dios we're, we're reconciled to God ahora ¿cuál es el problema de esta ceremonia en el pueblo de Israel? so what is the problem with this ceremony, with this remembrance within the people of Israel. Podemos leer todo el Antiguo Testamento. We can read the whole Old Testament y descubrir esto. and discover this. Israel, Israel siempre quiso relacionarse con Dios. Always wanted to relate to God. Igual que los paganos se relacionaban con los dioses falsos. Just like pagans want to relate to their gods, their false gods. Este es un Dios que hay que aplacar con sacrificios. This is a God who must be placated with sacrifices. Los israelitas perdieron de vista. ¿Cómo? Los israelitas perdieron the, de vista. The Israelites lost the vision la justicia de Dios. of the justice of God. Ellos pensaban que haciendo sacrificios They aplacaban thought, la ira de Dios. They thought, just like the pagans, that, that their continuing to offer sacrifices would placate their God. Y sabemos que estos sacrificios no quitan la culpa. And, and we know from reading scripture that, that these animal sacrifices don't take away sin. El propósito de Dios era que ellos pusieran su fe en lo que significaba el Cordero. The purpose of God in doing this is to get his people to put their faith in the, in the blood of the Lamb. Y anticipaba and to anticipate, or they anticipated, el Cordero de Dios, the, la justicia en the, Cristo. The Lamb of God, the justice of God satisfied in Christ. La exigencia de Dios para una relación con él the desire of God for our relationship with him ninguno de nosotros la podemos Llenar. None of us can reach that on our own. Se nos tiene que imputar, se nos tiene que poner sobre nosotros una justicia que no tenemos. He has to place upon us a justice that we don't have. No es algo que tú ganas. It's not something you can earn. No es algo que tú consigues. It's not something you can uh, figure out. No es algo que tú puedes comprar. It's not something you can buy. Toda la obediencia nuestra All of our merit jamás gana uh, la justicia de Dios. Jamás consigue la justicia de cannot, Dios. Cannot earn or gain the justice of God or satisfy the justice of God. All por, of our efforts cannot satisfy. Por eso siempre digo so I always say que entre más gratuita sea la gracia for más gratuita sea la gracia gratuita es free oh the, the free weights the the freer the grace entre más gratuita es más santificadora the the more sanctifying it is en el centro de la motivación de los hijos de Dios 
para adorar a Dios, para servir a Dios, para obedecerle. At the center of their desire to worship God. Está a entender esa gracia que Dios nos ha dado en Cristo Jesús. Is the understanding of this grace that we can only find in Jesus Christ. Ahora, la historia de la Pascua tiene fuertísimas implicaciones para nosotros hoy. The, the story, the truth, the account of this Passover has uh, profound implications for us today. Es un llamado a nuestra fe. It is a call of our faith. Una fe que se centra en lo que Dios revela en su palabra. A faith that is centered on what God reveals to us in his word. Pero una fe que también debe producir afectos. But also a faith that produces affects. Afectos de, para amar a Dios. That we love God. Afectos para obedecerle. That we obey God. Afectos para servirle. That we serve God. Y afectos para reconocerlo él como Señor que es. And, and the, the affect that, that we grow <coughs> to understand who God is. Sabemos que ya no tenemos que sacrificar un cordero. Uh, so now we understand that we do not have to sacrifice a lamb. Como dice 1 Corintios 5, 7. As it says in 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Porque Cristo, nuestra Pascua, ya fue sacrificado. Because it says that Jesus, our Passover lamb, Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Y hemos sido hecho limpios una vez y para siempre. And he has made us clean before God forever, one time. En el fondo, tenemos el mismo problema que los israelitas en el Antiguo Testamento. Uh, at, at our basis, we have the same problem that the Israelites had. Creemos que Dios tiene que ser complacido. We think that God must be placated. Y su ira tiene que ser aplacada. And we have to continue placating him. Haciendo sacrificios. Offering sacrifices. Es la misma tensión. It's the same tension. Es el problema que tenía la iglesia de Corintio. It's the same tension that, that, that the church in Corinth had. Y Pablo todo el tiempo a esta iglesia and Paul is constantly reminding this church desde el primer capítulo from the first chapter está señalando he's what? está he's, señalando he's signaling a Cristo uh, to Christ he's pointing señalando to la cruz go back to the cross todo el tiempo volvamos a la cruz go, return to the cross every ahí está todo lo que tú necesitas there is everything you need para vivir como un hijo de Dios en este mundo to to live in this world. El Evangelio de Cristo es un constante recordatorio. The, the good news of Jesus Christ is a constant uh, reminder, reminder, remembrance. Yeah. De cómo Dios entró a nuestras vidas. Of how God entered our lives. Cómo nos salvó. How he saved us. Y cómo nos invita a una relación con él. And how he invites us into a relationship with him. Al principio, les dije que la última plaga, los israelitas no tuvieron que hacer nada. Earlier, I mentioned that in the last plague, the Israelites didn't have to do anything to bring it about. Fue Dios quien tuvo que venir en su rescate. It was God who was working to rescue them. 
marcaría para ellos el inicio de una nueva vida. He gave them the, the way to mark the start of this a new life. New life. Fueron convocados por Dios a, a sentarse alrededor de una mesa. And he called them around a table. Y, y recordar que el derecho de estar alrededor de esa mesa that the right to come around this table era gracias al Cordero. is by the grace of the Lamb. Y por último, ellos estaban allí en las casas. Imagínate por un instante, ¿qué estaba pasando en Egipto? So there they are at their, at their tables in their houses. What's happening around them in Egypt? Imagínate, ¿cómo, cómo, cómo se sentirían ellos? How d imagine how they felt sitting at their tables. El primogénito de, de esa nación de todo, de animales, de niños, de personas, estaba muriendo esa noche. In that very night, while they're gathered around with their families, the firstborn of animals and humans are all passing away in that moment. Imaginas en el vecindario donde tú estás, cada madre gritando, llorando la muerte de su hijo esa noche. Working on it. Yeah, perdón. So, uh, imaginas como los gritos en la Imagine ciudad. in your own neighborhood the, the sounds that would come out of the houses around you as this, <coughs> is, as this is taking place. Alrededor all, de around, de las casas de los all around the houses of the Israelites. Había muerte y destrucción. There's death and destruction. Pero ellos estaban seguros. But they're safe. ¿Por qué? Why? La sangre del cordero. The blood of the lamb. Dios no vio la familia que estaba allí en cada casa. Dios vio la sangre. God didn't look at the family inside the house. He looked at the blood upon the house. Dios no vio la dignidad de las personas que estaban allí. He wasn't taking into account the dignity or the, the worthiness of the people inside the house. Dios vio la dignidad del cordero. He looked at the worthiness of the lamb. Y Dios dijo, cuando yo pase, and he said, when I pass, y yo vea la sangre, and I see the blood, yo voy a pasar por encima. I will pass over that house. Y no va a haber muerte allí. And there will not be a death inside that house. Nosotros vivimos en un mundo difícil. We live in a difficult world. Rodeado de mucha muerte. And there's death all around us. Pero por la sangre de Cristo, but by the blood of Christ, estamos salvos. We are saved. Estamos seguros. We're, sec we're secure. Y tenemos celebración. And we have a celebration. Para terminar, quisiera dejarles este pensamiento. I want to leave you with this thought. <coughs> Al principio de la historia de la humanidad. At the beginning of the, the history of humanity. En el libro de Génesis. In the book of Genesis. Se insinúa el sacrificio de un cordero. There's, there's, at the very, from the very beginning, there's a sacrifice of a lamb. Para cubrir la desnudez de Adán y Eva. To cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve. Al final de la historia en Apocalipsis. At the end of the Bible, in the book of Revelation. ¿Qué, qué aparece también? What appears? Un cordero. A lamb. Un cordero siendo adorado. A lamb who is worshipped. Un cordero ante el que el mundo se postra. A lamb before whom the world falls down. Diciendo, digno. 
saying, worthy es el Cordero de Dios. is the Lamb of God. Amigos y hermanos, brothers and friends, si el Evangelio no nos lleva a entender esta verdad, if the Bible doesn't, if the gospel doesn't bring us to this point of awareness, me temo que no está haciendo el trabajo correcto en nuestras vidas. I, I worry that we're not getting it right in our lives. Porque el Evangelio me tiene que llevar a entender que mi desnudez the, ha sido cubierta. The gospel has to bring me to the realization that my nakedness is covered. Mi culpa ha sido quitada. My guilt, para siempre. my guilt is taken away forever. Y ahora, yo adoro aquel and now I worship him que hizo eso por mí. that did that for me. Amen. Amen. Dios le bendiga. Muchas gracias. Oramos. Yeah. Tu primero? Yeah. Okay. Padre, te damos gracias en esta hora. Lord, we give you thanks in this hour. Te damos gracias por Cristo. We give you thanks for Christ. Tal vez nosotros no apreciamos mucho lo uh, que no ha sido dado por gracia. Maybe sometimes we don't appreciate enough what he has done for us by grace. Pero aquí está esta hermosa historia. But here before us is this history. Aquí están nuestras vidas. Here we are with our lives. Mirando esta historia. Looking at this history. Ayúdanos, Señor. Help us, Lord. A mirar al Cordero. To wonder at the Lamb. Y apreciar lo que fue hecho para nosotros. And to appreciate what was done for us. Abrazar lo que has hecho por nosotros. To embrace what was done for us. Y a vivir. To live. Para adorarte y reconocerte como Señor. To adore you and, and honor you in our lives. En el nombre de Cristo te lo pedimos. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask these things. Amen. Amen. Gracias, hermano. Okay, voy a parar.